Hi everyone, my name is Mayor Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Life on the Farm. I know it's been a minute since we've caught up here, but hopefully if you are interested in the residency application process, you've been able to follow along on YouTube. But today we will be talking about all things antimicrobial stewardship. We will travel back in time to when I took this rotation in September, October-ish timeframe of 2021. I hadn't had a chance to really share that experience and I thought it would be helpful for those of you who are trying to learn more about infectious diseases, whether it be a rotation you want to take, something you want to explore, or maybe you're in that block and you want to learn more about how that applies to the clinical setting, or maybe you just don't know anything about it and you want to learn a little bit more. So I'm here to help from the bugs to the drugs and all that good stuff. So we'll just go ahead and get right into it. So I'll go ahead and kick things off by explaining the structure of how infectious disease works at the hospital I'm doing my residency at. So there are three groups technically in infectious disease. So there is antimicrobial stewardship, otherwise known as ASP. Then there is ID consult. And then there's the outpatient antimicrobial transitions of care. And so for us as residents, we have the opportunity to choose antimicrobial stewardship or infectious disease consult as our electives. And so for myself personally, I chose antimicrobial stewardship. And like I mentioned, these are the bread and butter cases. So your community acquired pneumonias, your hospital and ventilator associated pneumonias, your urinary tract infection, your skin and soft tissue infections, all of that good stuff. So that falls under antimicrobial stewardship. ID consult, on the other hand, is really those cases that get escalated to needing a consult service to round on these patients specifically. So these are really in-depth patient cases. They're very complicated. They sometimes start off in antimicrobial stewardship and get escalated um, as time goes on or as needed, or oftentimes they come in with a really complicated case and are immediately signed to the consult service. So these are the zebra cases that our coordinator, who is one of the infectious disease pharmacists, likes to call them. And they're really interesting. For me, the way that I see it, antimicrobial stewardship is really the way you get a baseline understanding of in antimicrobials, uh, infectious disease in general, whereas ID consult is really where you turn it up a notch, take it to that next level, and try to figure out how to maneuver these tricky situations with what resources are available and all of these different types of bugs that are growing and whatnot. So both really interesting um, outpatient transitions of care. One of the pharmacists takes care of, so it's not something that we rotate on as residents, but I think it's really cool that we offer all of these services. So definitely big stewards of antibiotics, antimicrobials in general, which I think is important because as many of you know, if you are a pharmacy student or involved in the healthcare world in general or a pharmacist yourself, whatever it may be, it's really important that we are stewards for antimicrobials to decrease resistance and to really make sure that we're targeting the most likely pathogens until we're able to narrow and target a bug in the event that there is something. So all things great to consider. And now we'll go into why I chose to do this rotation in particular. So for me, when I was planning out my residency year, what rotations and especially which electives I wanted to take, 
Antimicrobial stewardship was super important for me, definitely high on my list. I think it was the second one after emergency medicine, to be quite honest. And that was because, and I think I've shared this a million times before, infectious disease was definitely my weakest topic in pharmacy school. It was the block we had right before the end of our second year. I was in a three-year program, so at the end of our second year, we were on our way out to Appies. It was a lot of information in a short period of time. Um, not to mention, uh, when I took it in particular, the state of the world was the beginning of COVID. So there was a lot going on, and I felt like I came out of that block really shaky with that information. I also think that a huge part of that is I didn't get to apply that knowledge in the clinical setting for a long time after that block ended. So I finished my infectious disease block in March of 2020, but I didn't have my first clinical rotation until I think it was August. It was my ICU rotation in August of 2021. So it was a really long time, as you can imagine. So a lot of that information wasn't really great and there to begin with, or not great, but it wasn't really there to begin with. And then really to have to revisit it a few months later, I was really needing that boost again. And so I realized that that was something that I was lacking and I identified that as an area of improvement. And I really wanted to focus on that as a resident. And one of the other reasons for that, I did improve over the course of my app year. That ICU rotation really highlighted for me that I needed to take time outside of rotation to focus on that. And I did. I revisited a lot of that material that I took away from that block when I was in pharmacy school. We used flower diagrams and whatnot. So I really just spent my time looking at that. Rx Prep was also a great resource. So if you are a last year pharmacy student and you have your NAPLEX prep books, I highly recommend using those as resources because they can be really helpful in getting just the bare bones information because of course things are always more complicated in the guidelines and whatnot, but really to have a good strong understanding for myself personally, I feel like those were great resources. As a resident then, the reason that I wanted to really solidify that foundation is because of my emergency medicine interests. So for me and the program I'm at and where I wanted to end up early committing, which was the program I was at and I am now early committed there as an EM resident, is that I wanted to be able to act as independently as I could doing culture callbacks. So that's something that was new and coming up and I really wanted to be able to participate fully and offer my expertise. So before my emergency medicine rotation, I really wanted to have this antimicrobial stewardship background so that I could be really at the top of my game in that point. And then just in general, infectious disease is one of those topics. And even the way that these two services are structured, it transcends all of the different departments of pharmacy and even all the clinical services, which are basically the same thing at the hospital I'm at. So across the board, no matter what type of rotation you're on, on a clinical rotation, on the inpatient side, even on the outpatient side, you're going to run across antibiotics, antimicrobials in general. And so it's important to be able to understand how these play into your patient's care and how you as a pharmacist can better be a steward about that, how you can go ahead and take care of your patients because although on antimicrobial stewardships we do do a scan of the entire hospital and things like that there are a lot of patients and we do have a lot of pharmacists and so when I'm on another service and I have a patient with antibiotics I want to make sure that I can manage that for them and so I think having this rotation and having this experience 
early on in my residency also really helped prepare me for that because I had not only emergency medicine, but then I was in the surgical ICU after that. And you see a lot of antibiotics there. And as I move through the second half of my residency year, it's just going to continue so to be a thing. So again, having this as a strong base is only going to make the rest of the rotations I go through a little bit easier and not to mention make myself a well-rounded pharmacist and really be able to act independently and feel confident. I think that's probably one of the other biggest things is for myself personally to feel confident when I am presented with an antibiotic regimen, when I see some bugs growing in a culture, whatever it may be, especially being in the emergency department, if I have a patient come in with a suspected one thing or another, I want to be able to make the right choice for empiric therapy and really have that skill set in order to narrow down when there is a bug that I want to target. So those are all of my reasons. So if you're ever looking for a reason, wondering why I did it, uh, if you're thinking that this might be something for you, all food for thought. So the next thing I want to go into is what a day in my life looked like. So antimicrobial stewardship was really great schedule wise. We started anywhere between 7.30 and 8 a.m. And twice a week we would have topic discussions or case conferences where we, the antimicrobial stewardship pharmacists, as well as the doctors, so the attendings, the fellows, whatnot, would have these Zoom meetings where the uh, infectious disease medical side, so the medical team, would do a topic discussion or share a case conference. And that was really great to sit in on because we would also get COVID updates at the end. And it was also really cool just to be able to see the way that these academics presented patient cases and how they work through their differentials and whatnot. Um, oftentimes it'd be a really cool case. So one of those zebra cases I was talking about, um, and oftentimes it'd be something really straightforward just to share with the group again, the importance of the basics. So I really enjoyed those. Uh, those took place, like I mentioned, twice a week. Then in general, the structure of the pharmacist group there are there are a couple of pharmacists, um, but every day you could count on there being three in each one of those domains I mentioned. So antimicrobial stewardship, ID consult, and OPAT, the outpatient transitions of care. And then for myself personally, on my rotation, my program has a bunch of learners. So API students, first year residents, second year residents. So I had an API student, there was myself, and then there was a infectious disease PGY2 as well. So that was really cool. Definitely my first experience with that layer learning model. I was very much in the thick of it, which was fun because it's an opportunity not only for me to learn from the PGY2 and my pharmacy pharmacist preceptor, but also to be a teacher to my Appy student. And my Appy student also taught me things as well, which is great. There is so much out there to learn and to know. And so I think being in this mix is a really good place to be, especially in this state of my learning. From there, every morning we would meet up and we would split up the list based on the schedule. So there is a schedule that broke down which specific drugs need to be looked over in the hospital as well as which services we would look over. And so between the four of us, we would go ahead and decide who would do what and we would print our patient list. And what we would do is we would go line by line and evaluate each patient and their antibiotic therapy. And PEDS had its own team, so we would just do the adult side. And it's great because it makes you go through the protocols for certain areas and understand how some departments do things. So you definitely become more familiar with your institution in general. But at the same time, just the act of going through and reviewing patients' antimicrobials, whether it be antibiotics, antivirals, antifungals, whatever it may be, 
um, I think is also really useful because it's that repetition. You're doing this every single day. You're looking through patients. You really focus just on that aspect. And I think that really helps to, again, solidify that knowledge and make this a really great way to build your infectious disease knowledge. And so as we would go through, we would review, we would look for whether the uh, medication was appropriate, what the dose was appropriate. You do the whole workup. So you see if it's even necessary, you look at what you're treating and so on and so forth. And as you review, you leave a note in the patient chart and then you drop that patient into what we call a navigator. And this was a place where we could collate all of our patients for the day so that we could touch base um, a little bit after lunch. And so the way that I figured out eventually over the course of four weeks on how to review my patients are to first look at what antibiotics there are on and the dosing. Uh, for me, I would look at that just to give myself an indicator of maybe what I think I might be seeing. If it seemed super off, like nothing I would really do as a combination, I already know I might need to make some adjustments. From there, and this arguably may be more important, is figuring out what the source is. That's the number one thing I learned on my antimicrobial stewardship rotation is you must identify the source because your source is going to dictate a lot of different things down the line as well as what you're even treating. Because if you don't have an idea where this is coming from, how are you to know what types of pathogens you're trying to target empirically? So a lot to take into consideration, but that's definitely arguably the most important thing first. But as far as like the way things popped up when I looked at a patient, started to look at what they're on and the dose, figure out what the source is, I like to see if there were any cultures taken or if anything has resulted. I also like to make sure I know where these cultures were pulled from. So was it the blood? Was it from some sort of fluid? Where did that fluid come from? Did it come from if there's a wound, like what part of the wound? Does it seem like something that could be polymicrobial? Things like that. I would then see how long the patient has been on that medication for. I would then assess for improvements in the patient's status. So looking at how they presented, whether they had a fever, an elevated white blood cell count, their pro-cal, their lactate, so on and so forth, were they tachycardic, hypotensive, all of that good stuff. Consider your sepsis criteria and then look through the different things um, depending on what they're being treated for. So again, in a patient you're concerned for pneumonia, you may be looking at the chest x-ray and their oxygen requirements and seeing how those are improving over time or not improving over time. Um, in a patient with a skin and soft tissue infection, have they had an IND done, an incision and drainage? What were the steps that were being taken? What's the long-term plan? Um, how has that wound been healing up? So all things to consider. And then I also look to see if there is a plan for the duration of therapy. And probably one of my favorite things to see, especially if it's done the right way, is are there end dates in place? So again, when it comes to antimicrobial stewardship, we're truly trying to make sure that we are using not only the appropriate drugs, but for the appropriate period of time. So we don't want to expose patients for too long, but we also want to make sure that we're treating them for the sufficient amount of time. And so making sure that if we are sure that we're targeting something, we know what's going on, we have end dates for those um, medications. Then throughout the morning, we do get people who stop by with questions, uh, and that included myself when I was on my SICU rotation. My first stop after SICU rounds would always be the ID office because I would always want to make sure that if there were patients that needed an ID consult, that I was touching base with the pharmacist to know that 
so that they know that they would be coming um, onto their service. And then I also wanted to run certain regimens by them since we do get an interesting population base um, in SICU. And so I wanted to just run some things by them, but I would always have my plan in place, but some people have some really interesting cases. So in the event that I wanted to kind of figure out what to do next or narrow or maybe even broaden, I would touch base with them if I was unsure, especially because some antibiotics are restricted and so you need ID approval anyway. But when I was on my antimicrobial stewardship rotation, that same thing would happen with my co-residents. So when they were on their rotations, they would stop by, ask about certain cultures that had grown, antibiotics that their patients were on, and so we would always help with that, which is really cool. And then the way that rounding works. So like I mentioned, we work up our patients in the morning and we throw them into the nap. We write our little note, we throw them into the navigator, and then there's two ways of doing rounds. So when I say rounds, like I mentioned, we cover the whole hospital, but we do round with an infectious disease attending. And so every week I think I had a different one. So I got to meet a great group of the doctors who are infectious disease experts. And a couple of them like to come in in the morning and work in the office with us. And we would just talk to them about patients as we went. And then we would be wrapped up by about noon or one-ish. And other times we would work up our patients and then at around one or two, we would Zoom call with the infectious disease attending and we would run through the navigator list together. And then that would be the way that we would round on our patients, which was a really cool way of doing things. Again, haven't had that opportunity really where I'm not on the floor with the patient and I'm not bedside rounding and talking about them. But again, a really cool experience because we were able to cover a lot in a short period of time. And the way that it follows after that is, or I guess during rounds as well, is that if we make recommendations for a team that is not assigned a pharmacist, so they don't have a pharmacist rounding with them, the attending, the infectious disease attending will reach out to that team and make the recommendation while we're on rounds. In the event that we make a recommendation for a team that does have a pharmacist, the infectious disease attending will okay the recommendation, let us know that it's okay to move forward with, and then we go ahead as the team, antimicrobial stewardship pharmacist team, we go ahead and we reach out to that pharmacist to convey that message to their medical team. So let's take, for example, there is a cardiology patient and infectious disease or antimicrobial stewardship wants to make a recommendation. The infectious disease attending says, okay, that sounds good to me. We as the pharmacist go ahead and reach out to the pharmacist on cardiology and let them know what we're thinking. From there, the cardiology pharmacists can then relay that message to their team. So I think something that's really great, especially at the program I'm in and just the way that pharmacy is so integrated is that not only do we have great working relationships with the medical team, but even as pharmacy colleagues, we do a really great job with communication. And so not only do we communicate with one another and our medical teams, of course, but we also have the courtesy of allowing our colleagues to speak to their team because they have already built and established that trust. And so we're not here to walk over one another, but really to communicate and offer optimal patient care. And so to be able to share that information and let them know what we're thinking and have them relay that message really just makes it easier for everyone involved, cuts down on the confusion and oftentimes led to acceptance of the recommendation. So I feel like that's something that's really great about the way that things are run here. 
And then after all of that is taken care of, we do topic discussions. So we really do cover the major infectious disease processes. I think this rotation in particular was well structured around incorporating all of these since we do have learners at every level. They wanted to make sure we covered everything. Um, and at the same time, um, it was everything from not only those certain disease states, but also how to interpret the data that we're getting in the health record. And so understanding biofires. So that's when we have a culture come back that's growing something um, and we see the susceptibilities. So the MICs and whatnot. Also, if we want to figure out more information about a lab sample, there's a way to look within the chart as well as to call the lab themselves. Uh, we had some really great presentations that covered topics I wasn't even familiar with in pharmacy school and really do play a part in the way that we choose antibiotic therapy. So it was a, overall just a really great learning experience. I, to a certain extent, felt like I was still in school in a regard, but every single day I felt more and more confident and genuinely by the end, it's hard not to have learned something because you are seeing the same types of things every single day and you keep looking at your spectrums of coverage and so on and so forth and you just get accustomed to how things are done. You get really familiar with the guidelines and so on and so forth. So I think it's amazing. And not only that, the topic discussions are also really helpful to reinforce the things that we see on our service. So antimicrobial stewardship, it's nice to have examples that you've seen throughout the day be then brought up as a teaching point later on. So um, again, can't say enough good things about it. At the same time, the PGY2 residents, I, there was one on infectious disease console as well as antimicrobial stewardship. They were super involved in everything, felt super comfortable asking them the questions. They, of course, really like this. Um, and so they were nice enough to do extra presentations for us on things we had questions about. The pharmacist in this department, super passionate, so knowledgeable, like the nicest people you'll ever meet. And in general, just like the whole team, as including us as learners, big food people. So we would have boba and cake and things like that. And honestly, it was just a really great time. And it was a really great team to be a part of. And as a resident in my first clinical rotation, I really felt like I was being brought in and I felt like I was really getting a strong understanding and becoming familiar with a lot of the tools that are available to me. So again, a great experience. I'm so glad that I had it when I did. I'm really glad that I pushed myself outside of my comfort zone to do so instead of shying away from it because I think that would have done would have been more detrimental to me. I would never have had the opportunity to be in such a concentrated setting with experts who are looking to me to ask questions because they know that I'm not that comfortable with it and I'm not that familiar yet. So being able to walk out of there in my fourth week and literally two days later turn around and go to the emergency department and start doing culture callbacks and feeling confident in that was something I couldn't even imagine having done without that antimicrobial stewardship rotation. And then I think just another thing to like the icing on the cake and probably one of the coolest things about this rotation as well was just like where we were located. So pharmacy offices, resident offices, all the different departments are scattered throughout the hospital since we are pretty decentralized. And so it was nice because the infectious disease office is with the new behavioral health pharmacist. So we had the opportunity to see them every day. And then we're really close to the cardiology office. So got to see a lot of those folks on a daily basis as well. And there's even this door between the two offices that's like within the rooms themselves so like you could peek your head through it and whatnot and so I think it was and I think it still holds true one of the most social rotations I've been on in regard to like pharmacy colleagues just because all of the other ones I've been on you have the team that you're with 
when you're in your specific service area and whatnot. But here you were really getting like every type of pharmacist. I saw so many of my PGY1 co-residents as well as the PGY2s. And so a great opportunity. Um, the resident office was just down the hall. So it was like really quick to pop in and out if I needed like my lunch and things like that. I didn't feel like I was too far away from anything. So it was just, it was a really great first clinical rotation. And so I was just really thankful for that opportunity to kind of feel brought into the mix. So that was my experience in general. And so just to kind of wrap up that experience, I think the biggest thing that I realized is that the repetition of the day-to-day really solidified my knowledge. Like I mentioned, every single day you are looking at antibiotic regimens for every single type of infectious disease process. So it's hard not to take something away. You almost have to actively not be paying attention in order to not take something away from this. So for me, I think at a certain point, and I think that's what you kind of want to achieve is you start to understand things quicker and faster and you start to see things that you didn't recognize before. And you really start to build up this workflow for yourself, this understanding, you become familiar. And it's just, as you apply things and you practice, you just get better. And then for me as well, I think this was a great time to really develop my resource tool belt, I guess you want to call it for antimicrobial stewardship, infectious disease in general. So for me personally, I use the Sanford guide. So I pay for the app on my phone. I believe it's $40 a year. And then I also like to use the IDSA guidelines. So being able to understand how to utilize those, I think will be really important if you're going into this area or if you're ever on rotation and you're trying to figure out what you should do for your patient. And then the last thing that, again, I think is important for myself for a host of different things is to look at your institution protocols and antibiograms. So in regard to protocols, there are a lot of different ways to do things, to dose things, to have preferred first line regimens, second line, so on and so forth, how to do your Vanco, all the great stuff. And so becoming familiar with that will only make your life easier. And then antibiograms are also super helpful just to have a better understanding of if you have two really great options, maybe picking one over the other. If there's something, a bug that you're more concerned for over another, what is your susceptibility for certain antibiotics and so on and so forth. So again, big resources gal. I think it's super important to understand where you can turn more so than just having the right answer off the top of your head. I have an Instagram post all about it at mayor.berg. So definitely check that out if you're looking for some infectious disease types of resources. I also have the topic discussion I did for this rotation on there as well. So if you're looking for a C. diff 2021 updated guidelines topic discussion, I got you. But that will go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I want to say thank you so much to all of you who have listened to this episode and to ones in the past. It really does mean the world to me. And I know things continue to be hectic and crazy, but I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy. If you ever want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me at Instagram at Life on the Farm Podcast or at Mayor.Ferk. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.